I invite you to stand as you are able for the reading of the gospel lesson today. Our gospel comes from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, the familiar story of the Magi. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we have observed his star as its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. And then he sent to Bethlehem, he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you've found him, bring me word, so that I may go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They knelt down and paid him homage. And then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let us pray. Lord, now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts, be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, for you alone, O Lord, are our rock and You alone, O Lord, are our mighty Redeemer, and it is in your name that we pray. Amen. What are you looking for? That's kind of the basis for Epiphany, is that suddenly something is revealed. Something is made manifest that was hidden. We go through life, and there's so much that is hidden and yet to be found And Epiphany is about this revelation to the world that that which was to be found was found in Bethlehem. That that nature of God which was to be known came down to us and became one of us in Bethlehem. And so, we are to look. We are to look for what God is doing Epiphany is the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. Now, Jesus came to a nice Jewish family in the nation of Israel. Jesus came as the Jewish Messiah, but the Magi are among the first to show us that Jesus didn't come only for the Jewish people. That from the very beginning, God was revealing to people beyond the Jewish race that something was happening and something could never be the same again. 
And so in far off places, in distant places, people begin to see things. And before long we have wise men fulfilling what Charlotte read earlier. Charlotte read from Isaiah this prophecy that nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. This is where, as the Magi set off on their lengthy journeys, this is where the nations who are far from Israel nonetheless recognize that God has done something in Israel. As Charlotte read earlier, they shall bring gold and frankincense and proclaim the praise of the Lord. And so we see at the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east come to Jerusalem. Now this is no small journey. We're not exactly sure where the wise men came from, but this is the Mediterranean Sea here. They could have come from Yemen, which is east of Israel. They could have come from Parthia and and Persia. But any way they came, we're not talking a journey of 12 miles or 120 miles or 430 miles. We're traveling about 1,250 miles here and about 1,100 miles in, in this direction. So when the wise men came from the east... It wasn't just like me saying, I'd love to see the Christmas lights on the other side of town. Our granddaughter loves Christmas lights. And so, if you have nice Christmas lights outside your house, the strange car stopped out front a couple of weeks ago. Might have been us looking. See the snowman? See the candy cane? So the wise men come from the east. It's a big deal kind of trip. They plan a long time for it. It takes them a while to get there. But the Magi are looking up. They are looking up into the sky for a message from God. They are looking up, believing that that God doesn't want to remain hidden. God wants to reveal himself. And in the only way they know in their culture to do it, they look up at the sky and they see the stars and they see some kind of anomaly. Something that is different. Some suggest it was a constellation or a coming together of planets that is that is very rare. Others suggest that God miraculously showed those who were looking something that those who were not looking couldn't see immediately. But in any case, the Magi are looking up. They are looking up for some kind of word from God. Now, this is something we see all over the Bible, this creation and theology that we can look at the world and know something about God in Psalm 19. Listen, the heavens are telling the glory of God. The the firmament overhead proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech. Night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech. There are no words. 
and yet their voice goes out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. The Old Testament reminds us that God speaks. And God speaks sometimes through the heavens that are telling the glory of God. There's something about the heavens looking up on a cloudy day as the clouds are rolling past in ways that you can see. Looking up on a cloudless day at this seemingly endless expanse of blue. Looking up at night when there are no lights to pollute and seeing the Milky Way work its way over the sky. Orion, the Pleiades. Paul says it this way. In Romans chapter 1, ever since the creation of the world, his eternal power and divine nature, invisible though they are, have been understood and seen through the things he has made. So people are without excuse, for though they knew God, they didn't honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their senseless minds were darkened. We ought to be able to look around us and see the glory of God, the greatness of God, the power and the strength of God, but instead we're looking down and not up. Instead, we're looking at the stuff of the earth and not wondering what God might want to tell us. Quite literally, in our society, we're looking down and, and not up. I remember several years ago, this rash of people that were falling into open manholes because they were staring at their phones. I remember emergency rooms saying when smartphones first came out that they were treating all kinds of injuries, such as men and women who ran into lampposts while reading a text. I promise you what happened to my head, I was not reading a text. You bald guys know. It doesn't take anything, nothing at all. You can walk under a bush and it looks like your head has been beaten with a machete several times for about two weeks afterwards. It just happens. The heavens are telling the glory of God. The firmament proclaims his handiwork. Abraham Lincoln is said to have said, oh, my clicker is not clicking. I can see how it might be possible to look down upon the earth and be an atheist. But I cannot conceive how one could look into the heavens and say, there is no God. In the coming days, we'll have a chance, maybe, maybe to see a comet. Comets are strange things. We know like Halley's Comet shows up uh, with, a, with a predictability, but those comets that only come around every 80,000 years, they just sometimes appear in the night sky. I remember Hale-Bopp Comet when... Uh, when I was in seminary and just stepping out behind the house one night and there was a comet. Wow, this is pretty cool. Well, on February 1st, we'll have a comet that will be possibly visible with the naked eye in the night sky. 
We'll see. It's always hard to tell. But Comet C slash 2022 E3 ZTF may well be visible in just a couple of weeks. So the Magi look up. And they discern as they look up this message from God. The scholars, they look in Scripture. They study the Scriptures. King Herod is told, a king has been born, the king of the Jews. We'd like to worship him. Herod is like, I'm king of the Jews. (laughs) So what's this about another king of the Jews coming? Now, make no mistake, Herod the Great was known as Herod the Great because of his building projects. He built a whole bunch of things, but he was not known as great in any moral or ethical sense. In order to keep a tight grip on his reign, Herod the Great had his wife and his sons murdered, lest they have some kind of conspiracy against him. He's the one who has the murder of the innocents who says any child two years and under in Bethlehem who might be this king of the Jews, let's get rid of them. And Herod knew he was dying. He knew he was dying and he was afraid there would be no one to weep for him. And so Herod took the Hippodrome, the, the, uh, the big stadium outside of Jericho, and he filled it with the nobles of the Jewish faith. And he ordered that upon his death, the whole Hippodrome full of Jews would be murdered so that there would be someone who wept when he died. Herod, Herod certainly was not really interested in finding out where the Messiah was to worship him. I find it interesting how the chief priests and the scribes, they know this information really quickly, but they don't do anything about it. They don't take the moment seriously enough to make the very short seven-mile journey from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. They know the answer. The answer as to where the Messiah is to be born, but they can't be bothered by letting this change their plans for the day. And so they told Herod the Messiah is to be born in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. The priests and the scribes know where to find the information. They just don't want to do anything about it. You and I know how to find where to live. We can look at the scriptures which teach us how to live in uncertain times, which teach us God's will for us. But it's not enough to know the information. The devil himself has good theology. The devil believes all of the Articles of the Apostles' Creed. So it's not just about knowing. The chief priests and the scribes know where to find the information. They just don't want to do anything about it. There's a great story. I like to pick on engineers. So I'm going to tell an engineer joke. It's a joke if you're an engineer. 
laugh with me. A man is flying in a hot air balloon and realizes he's lost. He reduces his height and he spots a woman on the ground below. Lowering the hot air balloon further, he shouts, Excuse me, ma'am, can you tell me where I am? And she responds, Yes, you're in a hot air balloon hovering 50 feet above this field. The balloonist says, you must be an engineer. I am, the woman says. How did you know? Well, the balloonist says, everything you have told me is technically correct, but it's of no use to anyone. (laughs) You must be in management, the woman says to the man in the balloon. I am, says the balloonist. How did you know? Well, she says, you don't know where you are or where you're going, but you expect me to be able to help. You're in the same position you were in before, but somehow now it's my fault. (laughs) The scholars know this technical information. The Messiah is to be born in Bethlehem. And, And so they kind of... They kind of have this on their radar. They have it in their mental map, but they're not looking for the Messiah to come. They give this as a piece of data that is divorced from the history of the world. When in fact, what's happened and what these wise men from the East, these magi are seeking, has come has come into time and space. The scholars search and see and they don't do anything about it. They answer Herod's question accurately, let the Magi know, and then they go about their day without even this modest curiosity about the reason for the question that they've just answered. The Magi look up in the sky The scribes look into the text of Scripture but don't do anything about it and Herod Herod is just looking out for himself. Go and search diligently for the child and when you have found him, bring word to me so that I may also go and pay him homage. Herod cared nothing for truth. Herod cared nothing for the Messiah. Herod wanted any challenge to the throne to be dealt with swiftly and thoroughly, and he murdered countless people to prevent anyone from honing in on his territory. Herod is only looking out for number one. So what are you protecting in yourself? Like, what is it that you say to Jesus at your, at your most vulnerable when you're in prayer? Lord, you can have this, but don't start messing with this other part of my personality. Lord, I'm willing to give myself fully to you except for... What are you protecting in yourself? And how are you, like Herod, looking out for only the person you see in the mirror? 
It's Epiphany, this holiday when we celebrate. The 12 days of Christmas have ended. In some cultures, gifts are given. Straw abounds because of the camels of the Magi. It's Epiphany. The Magi looked up into the sky. The scholars looked into the scriptures. Herod looked out for himself. What about you? Jesus has been made known to us. What about you? Jesus has come to save us. What about you? What are you looking for? Where are you looking? God wants to be found and will be found by those who seek. Let us pray. Lord, we are grateful for all the gifts that you give to us. And we are grateful for your promise to be with us always. And today we remember those early Gentiles who somehow saw in the sky that you are up to something. God, give us this suspicion that you are up to something. And may we not just go about our day, but may we love you with all of our hearts, souls, minds, and strength. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.